Welcome to today's edition of Beat to the Fire, where we're always challenging the status quo. For more cutting-edge commentary, go to feettothefire.org. That is feet, the number two, thefire.org. And now your host. I got an email yesterday from a buddy, and he sent me a link or a picture from Trump's social media, a truth social post or something like that. And Trump's going after Ron DeSantis, attacking. And, and my friend was like, hey, not very presidential, not very presidential. Listen, I get it. Things are heating up because Ron is potentially throwing his hat in the ring for a presidential 2024 bid. And so Trump's going after him. But here it was my reply. Like it or not, Trump's attacks. The reality is Ron is, is not falling on the, on the conservative side when it comes to MAGA and the Trump train. I mean, I've said it numerous times. I've said it numerous times. By the way, good morning and welcome to Feet to the Fire. This is your host, Sergio Fassa. And we're going to get on to some other things. I want to talk about some immigration issues that I've been trying to get to all week. And also China. China and their influence um, and spying beyond just balloons in our country. But before we get to that, just a quick mention on this Trump-Ron thing, because it's out there in the, in the news, especially among conservatives. Some of your most strident conservative voices, your MAGA voices, the trustworthy ones, they're pro-Trump. Do you ever follow DC Drano on Instagram, social media? Pro-Trump. Carrie Lake blatantly pro-Trump. She just did an interview I saw on her Truth Social with Pierce Morgan. I believe it was Pierce Morgan, who is generally, I think, a crazy liberal, but explaining her support of Trump. Some of our biggest voices, Charlie Kirk, Turning Point USA, pro-Trump. Dan Bongino, Trump. I'm not sure where Sean Hannity's at, but I know he's really good friends with Donald Trump. But don't quote me on that one. The great late Rush Limbaugh, before he passed on, was adamantly pro-Trump, obviously. Uh, David Harris Jr., there's another influential social media voice, conservative, pro-Trump. I think Dinesh D'Souza, conservative mind, conservative scholar, at at least likes Trump, speaks well of Trump, loves Trump. He's the one who did, uh, was it 2,000 mules over the summer last year, showing categorically that the election was stolen, even among some skeptical conservatives, such as the guys from, from Daily Wire, your Ben Shapiro's and uh, Dennis Prager's, who are conservatives, but they had some skepticism on these whole election fraud claims, and I believe were won over in large part by Dinesh D'Souza's movie. So here's my point. All of the standard rank-and-file leading conservative voices are pro-Trump for the most part, and yet Ron, when you got Ron, when you listen out, hey, Ron, where's your pro-MAGA, pro-Trump statements? Your statement's on election fraud. Where is it? And it's, it's silence, birds chirping, crickets. So, look, there is a conservative movement, and it got its most recent powerful iteration and development and advancement forward 
in the Trump MAGA movement. This conservative movement's been going on for decades and at least a generation, all the way back to Reagan. I repeat myself from previous episodes, but repetition is helpful. We saw it in the grassroots movement of the Tea Party. Same people, same movement, same ideology in MAGA. And that's why Trump's going after Ron, because that movement hasn't died. And I don't know why Ron is not getting on board, getting in line, supporting it, riding the wave of it like he did in Florida, and then Ron in 2028 or whatever. Trump's not done. Look, the conservative movement has got to understand Trump is not done and he has not worn himself out. His time is not up. As I've said so many times, he is still, was, proven to be, and is still the most popular politician in history, in American history, the most popular Republican conservative by staggering millions, untold millions. Okay. And it's not a Trump fetish. It's the reality of what we're observing in the political landscape. And quite frankly, counting the votes. Blowout, landslide blowout in two elections, 2016 and 2020. And his legacy has carried a wave of Republican wins and has broadened, created a wave of Republican wins the, the country over, including Florida, the massive red wave we saw in 2020 and 2022. Trump, MAGA. It's bigger than one man, but he is, he, is the, he is the titular head of the movement. And it is redefined, he has redefined the Republican Party and broadened it to its largest size and scope ever, ever. In at least a generation or arguably ever. So prudence would dictate that we keep riding this Trump wave. All right, let's get over to illegal immigration. The post-millennial. This was uh, a week or two ago. I just never got around to it with everything going on in the news. New York Hotel is mobbed by illegal immigrants who refuse to leave. So this is the result of illegal immigrants. You know, you get this impression from, uh, from, from the media narrative and even from, dare I say, ignorant, ignorant Christians, though they may be fellow brothers and sisters, in the Lord, who are guided by this new movement of quote-unquote compassion, which it's really not. It's a vapid, empty compassion, but they don't know any better. And so illegal immigrants, or they're just migrants. We'll just call them refugees. They're just coming in need of a better life. Compassion dictates we welcome them. Conservatives, uh, so-called Republicans saying this, pushing it's very effeminate, it's very fine-sounding argument like the Bible says, but it's empty of substance. They have no concept of law and order, and they don't understand its most discompassionate, uncompassionate thing you can do, suspending law and order. These folks are not all refugees looking for a better way of life. They're exploiting the system, a lot of them. Among them are criminals and drug traffickers and human traffickers and thugs, rapists, murderers, thieves. It's just, it's just a nonsense idea that everybody coming over the border is just this wholesome family of, of five, two parents and three kids just trying to make it for a better life. Listen to this. More than 50 migrants were outside of the New York hotel, which was mobbed by illegal migrants who refused to leave, along with activists who were handing out food and water, illegal aliens standing outside of the Watson Hotel in New York, New York, Hell's Kitchen District on Sunday night, like I said a couple weeks ago, refused to leave for a new shelter, causing police to mobilize. 
more than 50 migrants outside the hotel. Uh, city officials said that single men were supposed to be brought to a new shelter. So here's the thing. The men are supposed to be brought to a new shelter. Only a small number of migrants got on the bus. So they're getting free everything, living in a New York hotel, and the city shows up and says, hey, we take single men, just single men, move them on a bus to a new shelter, and they refuse. Most decided to stay outside the hotel on West 57th Street. One activist told the New York Post they were prepared to stay overnight. It's 5 a.m. in a battery reading, Hogares Permanentes, cancel rent, hangs on the scaffolding outside the Watson Hotel. Cancel rent? You're not paying any rent. You're here illegally. So this is what I'm talking about, biting the hand that feeds you. These aren't people looking for a better way of life. They've broken sovereign law. They're here. These are single men. They're getting freebies, not just from the government, but they're getting freebies from a private-owned hotel forced to house them. And then when the government continues to give them freebies and says, hey, we just want to move you to a new location, they're like, no, we're not going. We refuse, we're defiant, and we're demanding cancel rent. I don't even know what that means. Residents continue to hold space outside the hotel to advocate against being moved to a cruise terminal full of cots and absent personal space. So a cruise terminal, not fair because we don't have personal space. We deserve our own private area. I guess our penthouse suites uh, because we came over here illegally. Uh, activist Valerie, of course, Valerie, who didn't give her last name, probably a mid-20s, um, uh, pardon me, ignorant millennial feminist. Uh, activist. They feel like it's not livable. What? I thought where you came from was not livable. And the excuse for coming is that America is paved with golden streets. And it's a refugee for anyone and everyone who comes here. Just, just come on over and you will find a better way of life. No matter what you get in America, it's better than what you came from. Even a cot at a cruise terminal that's not a private penthouse is better from the rubble from which you came. And so come on over and you'll be happy just to get any piece of the American pie, whatever you get. But no, it's not livable. It has to be better. The hotel won't let them in, so they're planning to sleep here. Well, maybe it's a private hotel and you can't be there. So you have to go to a shelter since you illegally crossed the border. Levy said that the Watson was being transitioned to house migrant families. So that hotel and New York is guilty because they're trying to make the hotel, which is a private company, privately owned hotel. They're trying to make that. At, they're not even trying to kick the migrants out, at least just a location for families. So let's move the single men. Not good enough for the mooching, quote me on this, the mooching migrants who are not the needy folks implied by the media and the elites. Redstate.com. Oh, Canada, New York City and illegal aliens quit on each other. The city is now sending them to the border. So the leftists who claim New York was a sanctuary city, send us your poor and needy and wretched and homeless and migrants and trespassers and criminals breaking sovereign law and 
people demanding a handout, and when it's not good enough, they protest and hangle cancel rent signs. Okay, so it's not working out, and New York is now shipping the illegal aliens out to Canada with the help of the National Guard. The National Guard is helping to direct the aliens to workers who give them free tickets at the Port Authority bus terminal. Those tickets then take them to Plattsburgh, New York. They're the people... There, the people then would get on a van ride to within steps of the border. Then they cross the border and are picked up by Mounties for processing. Beforehand, they rip up the asylum asylum papers that they had from the U.S. Hey, if Canada, which is even more wacko liberal than the U.S., wants to take them, by all means. Canada, take the illegals. This is an unending legacy of lawlessness, disorder, and chaos. God set it up in Israel as a pattern for the world. You cannot have a civilization that is lawless. You need law and order. All the other nations around Israel were lawless. Israel was set apart because it had the law of God. It was clear in both Old and New Testaments, the way Paul talks about the patriarchs having the law and the covenants and the promise and putting that Israel in a prominent place. You go back to the Old Testament and God says, what is any nation who is like you, my chosen people, who have the very oracles of God, the very law of God? And part and parcel of the law and order was boundaries and inheritances, and that the tribes had certain borders based on geography, and there was a clear delineation of the property ownership and possession of the nation of Israel, and it was confined under the jurisdictions of God's law and order. That is the recipe for a nation state to thrive and succeed and take care of the welfare of its own citizens. And if every nation state would govern itself according to that kind of law and order system, according to God's created order, nation states, tribes in their own possession, governed by law and order, then there would be more peace and more order, not chaos. You wouldn't have all of this migrant refugee craziness going on. But of course, lawlessness is the theme of liberalism, is the theme of globalists, is the theme of leftists and godless people with godless worldviews and godless bureaucrats and elites who want to abolish God's law, dissolve national borders, subsume everything under a global government, and then rebel against the authority of God, his law, and his Christ. China. We didn't get to it. But here's some details on China. China continues its influence. Do you know they have Chinese censors that demands Disney yield, and so Disney has yielded in some of its content on the show The Simpsons because of a reference to slave labor we'll mention on Friday Follies. And also, they've been buying up land. They just recently bought land in North Dakota. Thankfully, North Dakota put a stop to it. Look, China is everywhere trying to take over the world. Let justice roll down like waters, America, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Don't believe the hype out there. It's not conspiracy theory. Do you ever see Pinky and the Brain cartoon when we were kids? Ah, maybe it's just my generation. You know what we're going to do tonight, Pinky? Brain would say, two little mice. We're going to take over the world. That's what leftists want, and it's very real. It's the history of mankind. See you tomorrow.